Hi, I'm Alex Rubit, and you're listening to Grace to Your World. If this is your first time joining me, this ministry is all about providing you with an understanding of the grace of God, which will empower you to change your world and to live the overcoming life. You see, God wants us to live in victory. Yet in order for us to do so, we must have an understanding of His unconditional love and His unmerited favor that has been made available to us through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And so I truly believe this is going to bless you today. Now to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. I'm going to look at that in the Amplified. Uh, The way grace teaches us is not by saying, don't do this, don't do that. No, grace teaches us in a much different, in a much better, more powerful way. You see, the way grace teaches us, friends, is by transforming us from the inside out. Man, if you can get a hold of this, grace teaches you because grace is alive in the born-again believer. Jesus is grace, amen? And so the moment you got born again, the moment you opened your heart to Jesus, man, that's when grace took up residence on the inside of you. Child of God, I want you to know that grace is living on the inside of you. I want you to understand today that the way grace is teaching you is by working in you. He's not saying, don't do this. He's saying, I know you're struggling with this. He's saying, I know you're struggling with these worldly lusts. He's saying, I know uh, it's, 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 it's difficult for you uh, to let go of some of these things. And so grace says, it's okay. Just look to me. Jesus says, just, just, just look to me. Keep your attention on me. Jesus is saying, keep your attention on me. And man, as you keep your attention on Jesus, as you just behold Jesus, as you just receive his love uh, for you, as you just behold uh, and, 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 and remember, praise God, what he has done for you all the while grace is teaching you by working on the inside of you and when grace works on the inside of you what this looks like is that those desires you used to have that ungodliness, those worldly lusts, man, what happens is he's going to take those away. Grace is teaching you by removing those desires, praise God. You see, he'll take those old desires, those old want-tos, he'll remove those, and now grace is teaching you by giving you a new set of desires. Grace is teaching you by giving you new want-tos. Grace is teaching you by God planting his uh, dream and his desires and his will for you in your heart. You see, this is... This is not, you know, I work hard to try to live right. No, this is me looking to Jesus. When I look to Jesus, the Spirit of grace is working in me, and the Spirit of grace is teaching me. You can never separate grace from Jesus, and you can never separate grace from uh, the Spirit of grace. Grace is a person, and grace is a spirit. Grace is, is spiritual. And so the way grace teaches you is not saying, uh, don't do this, thou shall not do this, thou shall not do that. No, that was the law. That was the law. You see, the way grace teaches you is by saying, behold Jesus. As you behold Jesus, I'm going to work in you. Grace is going to work in you. The spirit of grace is going to work in you. And, and, And what you're struggling with right now the, the, the addiction you're struggling with right now, as you just keep beholding Jesus, uh, the Spirit of grace will just keep working in you, and all of a sudden, one day, you'll wake up, bam, delivered from that addiction. He took it away. 
The way Grace teaches you is that he's going to take away that desire to smoke weed. Uh, praise God. Amen. He's not going to say, uh, don't smoke any weed today. If you smoke weed, you're going to, you're going to go to hell. Uh, no, that's not how that works. You see, that brings guilt and condemnation. That actually pushes people away from God. Now, grace does something so much better, man, as you just spend time with Jesus. You behold Jesus. As you have a grace encounter. Amen. He's going to take that desire away. One day you're just going to wake up and you're not going to have that desire to smoke weed anymore. Uh, he's going to help you. <laughs> he's going to help you clean up your language. You know, some people, a lot of people uh, struggle. You know, you, you, you'll try not to cuss and all that. And you work really hard at it. Well, just behold Jesus. And all of a sudden, man, what comes out of your mouth is just, is just, it's just better. It's just some, some good stuff that's coming out of your mouth now. <laughs> Amen. And so grace teaches you by transforming you from the inside out. That's how grace teaches you. Look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 29. I'm just going to read the last part of that verse from the Amplified Bible. So I want you to see this. Uh, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. And at the end of the verse, he says, the Holy Spirit who imparts grace. The Holy Spirit who imparts grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God. In the King James, he says, he refers to the Holy Spirit here as the Spirit of grace. You look at that verse in the King James, you'll see the Spirit of grace, the Amplified, amplifies it, praise God, amen. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and the Amplified says, not only is the Holy Spirit the Spirit of grace, but he actually imparts the grace of God, which is the unmerited favor and the blessing of God. You see, grace is unmerited favor. Uh, grace is, is, is all the good that you don't deserve that you get. Grace is an abundance of unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and blessing. And he says, he imparts that into you. Now, question, how does, how does that work? Well, how can grace be imparted into you? Well, grace is imparted into you, friend, as grace works on the inside of you, transforming you from the inside out. And so, so grace teaches you by, by radically, radically uh, changing you from the inside out, radically uh, transforming you uh, from the inside out. Turn with me to the book of uh, Colossians chapter 1 and we'll start there at verse 3. And I really uh, believe, friends, if you get a hold of this, it's going to radically change your life. You see, there's a lot of Christians who are struggling and the reason you're struggling is because, man, as I hope, I hope you're seeing this today and you may have never realized this, but what you've been doing is you've been performing under the law. You thought that your relationship with God was, you know, there's certain things I got to do to be pleasing to God. Alex, if I don't do these 10 things, uh, God's not going to be pleased with me. Maybe you thought he still loves you, but you thought he, you're not gonna, he's not going to be pleased with you. Well, I'm saying something very radical today. Um, something very radical that can set you free once and for all. And that is God loves you unconditionally. God is pleased with you, not because of anything you do. He's pleased with you because of your faith in Jesus. And so now, your role is just to keep beholding Jesus. As you do, grace teaches you by transforming you, praise God, from the inside out. Heart transformation, not behavior modification. Amen. You see, the law can't transform your heart. The law can give you a set of things to do, 
it, it can show you what's wrong, but the law does nothing to fix what is wrong. It takes the grace of God, the spirit of grace, to help you, to, to, to show you, man, to, how, to show you how to apply the word of God to your life. And so all of that happens when you begin to trust the spirit of grace who is teaching you and transforming you from the inside out. Amen. Praise God. Look at this in the book of Colossians. Uh, because I want you to see now that there's something, you know, I said earlier, there's some, some wrong ideas and assumptions about grace that people have. Uh, sometimes there's wrong teaching even, even about grace. Uh, and so there's something called the grace of God in truth. I want you to see this, the grace of God in truth. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 3, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing to the uh, Colossian church, and he says this. He says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Verse 4, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints. Notice he's giving thanks for them because they got born again. And so he's giving thanks uh, for them uh, because of their faith in Jesus. And notice he's not giving thanks to them because of their works or for their works. No, the reason that the Apostle Paul was excited and, and he was giving thanks to God is, is because they believed on Jesus. They put their faith in Jesus. And look what the result was. He says, and the love which you have to all the saints. You see, love is a fruit that is produced in the Christian life based on your faith in Jesus. You see, uh, your, your, your loving happens to the degree that you receive the love that Jesus has for you. In fact, I want you to know that to believe on Jesus means that you believe the love that he has for you. Amen. And so you believe on him, you believe, on, you believe and receive the love that he has for you. The, the, the fruit of that is, is you start to love others. You start, that love starts to uh, flow out of you. Man, and, and, and you start to love others. Now look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. I want you to notice the word of the truth of the gospel. And verse 6 says, Which is come unto you as it is in all the world. They had heard the gospel. And he says, It bringeth forth fruit. How many know the word brings forth fruit? Amen. Praise God. And he says, and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you since the day you heard of it. And here it is. And knew the grace of God in truth. And so notice he's talking about the word of the truth of the gospel. That's what we ought to be sharing with the world. And he's now tying that to the grace of God in truth. So they had heard the gospel, the word of the truth of the gospel. And he's saying that what they heard was the grace of God in truth. And so the gospel is the gospel of grace. And it is specifically, it's the gospel of the grace of God in truth. Now, what is the grace of God in truth? Well, he said it was their faith in Jesus. And so the grace of God in truth is, is the gospel, but the, faith, this, the, um, the grace of God in truth is really Jesus. And so in other words, when you understand the grace of God in truth, friend, you will know that you can never separate grace from Jesus and his finished works at Calvary. And so grace does not encourage the believer to sin. Why? Because you understand the grace of God in truth reveals that the penalty for our sin was paid in full by the precious blood of Jesus. You see, uh, grace doesn't mean that God all of a sudden 
changed his mind where sin is concerned. You know, uh, sin is not an issue because God softened himself where sin is concerned. He, he got soft uh, about sin. Well, no, the Bible says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and, and, and God didn't change his mind about sin. No, God is holy. Amen. And so the reason, however, that he can now extend his grace and his mercy and his blessing towards us, independent of our performance, friend, the reason that your sin is a non-issue with God is not because God changed his mind about sin. No, it is because Jesus dealt with your sin 2,000 years ago. And so the grace of God and truth is, I understand that I can never separate grace from the finished works of Jesus. I can never separate grace from what Jesus did for me at Calvary 2,000 years ago. Now, when you when that registers in your heart, and I'm talking about it registering in your heart, meaning it's not just something you just know intellectually. I'm not talking about mental assent, but man, when you know this in the heart, you believe this in the heart, you receive this in the heart, well, what happens is that now connects you on a heart level to Jesus, you see? And when you're connected on the heart level to Jesus, that's when transformation happens. That's when transformation happens. I emphasize heart level because it's not about just having a mental knowledge of it. It's not about just uh, having a mental assent. No, it's, it's, it's connecting on the heart level. The Bible says, believe in your heart. Amen. He didn't say believe in your mind. He said, believe in your heart. And so when you do that, transformation happens. Everything really comes down to the heart, friends. God is after your heart. <laughs> God is after your heart. Look at Proverbs 4.23. I want you to see all these scriptures here. Proverbs chapter 4, uh, verse 23. You see, uh, this new covenant is about the heart. It's not about your performance, even though when you let Jesus into your heart, uh, the fruit of that will be good works. The fruit of that will be transformation. The fruit of that will be deliverance from sin, deliverance from bondage. Amen. But it's really all about the heart. You see, when our heart is transformed, that's when manifestations take place. You see, principles are important. Uh, a lot of people understand principles. You understand confession. You understand uh, why we meditate the word. Uh, you understand uh, how faith works. But principles alone Catch me now. Principles alone will not produce the results you're looking for. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who understand how faith works, but, you know, you're struggling with really seeing the manifestations in your life. Now, now, why is that? You know, what, why is that? I, I always, whenever, whenever I see that, I, I always want to, I always, I seek the Lord and I, I, I pray about it and I, I seek uh, revelation on, on, you know, what are we missing? What are we missing? And so what he showed me is it's, it's, it's about the heart. It's about the heart. It's not about you trying to get God to bless you. No, it's about you letting Jesus into your heart so that Jesus can transform your heart. You see, you, you, you confess the word to get the word into your heart so the transformation can take place. And when, the, when transformation in the heart happens, manifestation has to show up. Look at Proverbs 4.23. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. 
the issues of life come out of the heart. Uh, another translation says, out of the heart are the springs of life. Another translation says, the forces of life. It really means, literally, that life is flowing out of your heart. And so, the issues of life having to do with what's in your heart means that whatever is going on in our lives, ultimately, we can trace that back to something that's in our heart. Now, we don't take this to the extreme. Uh, you know, what's in our heart is not responsible for everything that's happening. You're not responsible for what other people are doing. Those are, you know, they have their own free will. Uh, but what it does mean is, um, you know, and obviously there's, there, there's attacks that come uh, from the enemy and, and, and you, you need discernment to know when to resist the attack and when to stand in your authority, when to operate in your authority. Amen. But sometimes when there's a persi persistent issue going on in a person's life, it's a good thing to start to examine and say, Lord, what's in my heart that's making me receptive and available uh, to this issue? And this is very empowering to know that it goes back to what's in your heart because if it's about your heart, friend, you can change it. How? By letting Jesus in. Because Jesus, watch this, friends, man, Jesus, praise God, is in the heart transformation business. This is what he does. <laughs> this is what he does. In fact, Jesus, man, I want you to know, is the only one who can transform the human heart. The next 10 principles will not transform your heart. Uh, you know, working hard to live right is not going to transform your heart. No, man, the only person who can transform your heart is Jesus. Praise God. You know, the Lord showed me uh, we're believing for 2019 to be the year of exceeding glory. That's the word for our ministry. This is the year of exceeding glory. Exceeding glory means that the glory of God is showing up as your life. That's the unmerited favor showing up in your life to a greater degree. Grace explosion showing up in your life. Exceeding glory means you become a vessel and an instrument for His glory. And so in other words, blessing shows up in your life so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Exceeding glory makes you a vessel of God's prosperity, a vessel of God's healing. Amen. Now, the Lord showed me that the way this is going to happen is by us understanding that everything in this Christian life comes down to letting Jesus transform our hearts. That's why we do what we do. You know, that's why we walk by faith. You know, it comes out of the heart. Somebody says, Alex, how does, how does that go together with, with faith and confession? Well, man, that the reason that you have what you say, you have what you say, amen? The reason you have what you say is because what you say is what's in your heart. Jesus said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so you have what you say because what you say is what's in your heart. And watch this, in the same way, the way that you get something in your heart is to repeatedly say it over and over again. And so you're confessing the word, not to try to get God to do it. No, you're confessing the word to get it into your heart. And he says, keep thy heart, which means guard your heart. And to guard the heart uh, is really, it's one, it's, it's, you're not allowing anything to rob you of the peace that has come to you 
as a result of you believing on Jesus. But the way you really do this, friends, is to guard the hearts in a, in a very simple way is that you hold on to this conviction and to this belief and to this faith and to this, this knowledge that Jesus loves me. See, may we never become so principle-oriented that we forget about the person. May our starting point always be, Jesus loves me, and because he loves me, what I need is available. Something shows up, an unexpected challenge. Let your response be, Jesus loves me, because he loves me, the solution is available. Jesus loves me because he loves me. Healing is available. Doctor says there's nothing we can do. Jesus loves me because he loves me. I'm already healed. And then you guard the heart by staying there. And now this is where you might confess the word. You know, you, you, you now confess the word just to, to guard your heart, just to keep your attention on him, just to keep your attention on what he's already done for you. And so, and so the principles come in. The principles are important. But the role of the principles is, is, is really, you know, the role of confessions is, is really, it's for your sake. We confess the word for our sake, not for God's sake. We confess the word so that we can guard our heart, so we can have the word of God in our heart. Amen. So that, so that watch this, so that the Holy Spirit can now work on the inside of us. And then out of that transformed heart, manifestation will show up. Healing will show up in your life. Prosperity will show up in your life. All of that, however, comes out of the transformed heart. I truly believe sometimes people get so focused on the manifestation, they forget all about the heart. They forget all about, uh, you know, am I going to allow Jesus to transform me so that I can actually be the person, so I can be the person who can receive this blessing that I'm believing for. Amen. God wants you to be blessed in your finances. Uh, I absolutely uh, believe that. Scripture absolutely makes that very clear. But watch this. The reason it's going to happen is when your heart is ready to receive that. In other words, where's your heart? Are you, are, you, are you trusting in money or are you trusting in God? You see, and these are things that the Holy Spirit will help you with. You know, uh, the law can tell you what to do or, or you know, just really looking at the word uh, just until, you know, from, from a principled perspective, it'll tell you all the right things to do where sowing and reaping is concerned, but only the Holy Spirit can reveal your heart to you. Only the Holy Spirit can show you what's going on in your heart. And so, and so he'll show you, you know, uh, you've been trusting in, in money, but I really want you to trust God. In other words, I know that I'm trusting God when I'm at peace, whether or not, you know, I'm, I'm at peace when I have the money and I'm at peace when I don't have the money. You know, this is what Paul said. He said, uh, I've learned in all things to be content. Well, how does that happen? Well, it's because your trust is in God. And so when your trust is in Him, watch this. Either the money will show up, friend, or the favor will show up. And, and you won't even need the money. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. Now remember, grace is a living reality that is alive in the heart of every born-again believer. Friends, I'm Alex Rubit. You've been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again tomorrow as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now once again, to find out more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, be sure to subscribe, rate, 
rate and review. Help us to spread this good news of God's unmerited favor in and through the finished works of Jesus Christ. And one more thing, friends, if you'd like to support what God is doing in and through this ministry, you may do so by going to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. Walk in his blessing, walk in his favor, walk in his goodness. And I look forward to talking to you again on tomorrow's podcast.